Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I'm a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach. And in this podcast today, we are going to be talking about, oh my gosh, you guys, very ADHD moment. I forgot what we're talking about. It like literally, I was like, yep, this is it. This is what the thing we're talking about. And then it slipped from my brain as I was speaking. Let me take a minute to remember what (laughs) what we're talking about today. Okay. I got there. (laughs) I got there. Okay. Okay, so today we are talking about what if it's actually meant to be easy. So the concept, the idea, the philosophy, the ideology of what if it were actually meant to be easy? What if it's supposed to be easy? And we're going into neuroplasticity frameworks here, um, which is super fun and I love that for us. So let's go. Let's go down this journey together. Okay, so let's take a thought experiment together. Take a moment to visualize or think in your brain of, you know, either visualize mentally in your head or if you have aphantasia, just think about it, the experience um, maybe in your body of like, what would it feel like if you had a sink full of dishes? Like a towering sink full of dishes. They are almost falling out of the sink. The tower is so high. Okay, so where do most of our brains probably go, right? Oh my gosh, that feels really hard. That feels really scary, right? Like the thought of doing the dishes feels hard and scary and overwhelming. And what happens when we have that thought of like, oh my gosh, this is really hard and scary and overwhelming. The thought of doing all these dishes is like too much. What happens then? We start to think, right, in the framework of understanding of this is hard, this is hard and overwhelming and scary, right? So what happens? Probably we're not going to do it. Probably we're going to avoid, run away, hide, um, dissociate, freeze response, right? Those kind of level of things of like, oh my gosh, this feels really hard and scary and overwhelming. So my nervous system, my nervous system is now shutting down at the thought of doing this. Okay, next thought experiment. Right now, think of the pile of dishes and think in your brain, oh my gosh, Like, what if this were actually meant to be easy? What if this is actually supposed to be easy? What if doing these dishes is meant to be easy? What happens then? I don't know about you, but like something in my body just like completely shifted, right? Now I think of those dishes and I'm thinking of it in a lot more of a resourceful state, right? Now it's like, oh, if this is meant to be easy, you know what I can do? I can grab that, um, what's it called? The the, oh my gosh, the Tupperware? No, the big Tupperware. The big Tupperware. What is it? Storage containers. I guess that's what it's called. Like the big plastic storage containers. Please, there's like totally a name for these. Uh, They're not Tupperware because that's for food, but this is for storage of items. Anyway, the big ones, right? And be like, oh my gosh, let me put half of these dishes into um, this storage container temporarily, right? Just like, let me make a space for it so that I have room in the sink to do some dishes and like right? Like, again, it's it's a completely different... What if it's meant to be easy? What if it's supposed to be easy, right? Now we break away from the all or nothing thinking of like, you know, maybe before when it was overwhelming and hard, it's like, oh, I have to do... This means I have to do all of these dishes. And if I'm going to do them, I have to do all of them at once. If it's meant to be easy, right? Easy can mean, hey, I don't have to do all of the dishes. I can just do just the plates or just the bowls or just the mugs or truly whatever feels accessible in my brain. And then I can stop. I can take a break. I can rest. I can come back when I need to, when I am ready to come back. 
And right, this isn't, I'm not trying to present this to you as a way to be like, haha, your needs are stupid. <laughs> like, I am not saying that. Executive dysfunction is real. It is so hard. It is extremely challenging. And, and I hold on to the belief that we are resourceful human beings and that changing our perspective, changing our current mindset download or our mindset preset can allow us to access even more resources and supports for us in doing the things that we want to do that we need to do. What if it were actually meant to be easy is a neuroplasticity tool to look at something in a completely different frame of view in a completely different light so that we can troubleshoot, problem solve, maybe without getting so stuck or without going into a freeze response. It's not meant to be invalidating like it's supposed to be easy, right? That's a very different way of phrasing it, right? How I'm phrasing it is, what if it were actually meant to be easy? What if it were actually supposed to feel easy, right? And what that prompts is then the level of thinking of like, oh, if it's supposed to be easy, how can I do it in a way that feels easy for my brain? You see where we are here? That is what we are doing. How do I do this in a way that feels easy for my brain, right? Not in the way that's like, oh, this is the way that everybody else does it. This is the way that I should do it. This is the way that I was taught to do it. So I should be supposed to be doing it this way. No, no, no. What feels easy? What feels doable? What feels accessible? What feels possible for me in my brain? What does my brain need? Let me give you another template here because I had this idea today that I'm actually very excited about experimenting with. So I have been struggling for the past two or three years. I think it's been two years, but it's been three years since I last went to the eye doctor and I am totally out of contacts. My glasses are, the prescription's probably completely off. And not only is the prescription off, but literally my lenses are getting um, so worn down. Like the coating on my lenses are so worn down that I thought my vision was like terrible, like, like, like emergency level. Oh my gosh. Like I'm going to be like a negative three and now a negative nine level terrible because I can't see anything. And I realized it's actually not my eyeballs. It's that the coating on my glasses is so worn because these glasses are so old that it's making my vision blurry um, because the bottom of the coating is fine. And so like when I tilt my head up, I can actually see totally fine. It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, it's been three years. So um, calling the eye doctor has been something that's been very challenging for my brain. And, you know, I hold space for a lot of feelings and a lot of truths about this experience, right? Number one is I hold the belief that my brain will do it when it's ready to do it. That is a core value, a core belief of mine um, that reduces my demand avoidance and opens the window of possibility, right? Creates ease instead of tension for me to opt in or to feel like it's an invitation rather than a demand or an obligation. But my brain will do it when it's ready to do it. My brain has not been ready, right? This lens coding thing is a new discovery, um, I now have more data points for my brain to feel like, ooh, I really want to go to the eye doctor because it'd be really nice. It'd feel really good to not be viewing the world out of this fuzzy coding. <laughs> and it's taken me two years to arrive to that point. And that's okay. That's okay. And also, right, like I hold space for the feeling of, like it'd be good for me to get my eyes checked. It's time. Um... And so how the thing that I'm kind of like really excited about and experimenting with right now is 
again, this same idea, right? So I, I moved to a new place. I don't have my old eye doctor anymore. I'm having to find new medical providers for like literally all the things. And it's, it takes a lot of a mental, mental, emotional, cognitive brain effort, right? Executive functioning to do all these phone calls, the appointments and everything else. It's just a lot to navigate. It truly is. And I have been operating under the brain view the brain framework of like fuck this is really hard because like yes it is it's not like yes it is really hard and and I have been operating under that that perspective that um oh my gosh I'm literally getting deja vu from making this content did I make a podcast about this already I don't know who knows let's go for it okay so I've been operating under the idea that like this is a really hard thing it's gonna be difficult it's gonna be painful it's gonna be really hard and so I asked myself that question today Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. What if it were meant to be easy? What if it was actually supposed to be easy for me to call? And all of these like resourceful ideas popped into my brain when I did, right? I had this idea, um, okay, 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 uh, backstory. I have a client um, who taught me about this thing uh, that's a therapeutic, like a child, oh my God, what's the word, child therapy, whatever, um, thing for kids, therapy for kids, where you, um, you know, maybe you're asking the kid, like, how do you feel about this situation? And they're having a hard time opening up and they don't want to tell you. And so instead you ask the kid, hey, how does your stuffed animal feel about this situation? Right. How does your teddy bear, um, how does your, you know, what's the word? Um, the thing that I love the most in the world, squishmallow. Yeah. What does your squishmallow feel about this situation? And what that does is it allows the child to feel safe because now it's like, oh, if I say this, then they're going to be mad at me, right? They're going to be disappointed in me, or maybe I'm going to say the wrong thing. But if it's my stuffed animal, right, it's kind of like this um, deflection. It's like not all on you or all on the child now right like the bear is having you know these feelings about this situation and so it creates a little bit of distance that then creates safety and nervous system safety so I had this idea in my brain right because I am wired such that like oh my boyfriend needs to make an appointment I would have no problem making the appointment for him my friend needs help um making a phone call I have no problem supporting them and doing the thing but when it comes to me it's very different, right? My stuff is a lot harder versus helping other people is a lot easier. And so I thought to myself, oh my gosh, right? In this framework of what if it were actually meant to be easy to make this phone call to my ophthalmologist, what if I made the phone call, not for me, but for my Squishmallow? What if I took my adorable manta ray Squishmallow and held it and I was like, hey, I'm making this appointment for you, <laughs> this eye appointment for you because your little eyeballs need, you know, care and love and support. And I had that thought today just by thinking, what if it were meant to be easy? What if it's actually supposed to be easy? And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this idea. I love this idea. I feel like I can, right? It literally makes me feel in my brain and my body like, <sighs> okay, okay, okay. It's not all this intensity and this pressure about like my eyeballs and my body and my health and everything else, which feels really scary and overwhelming for me when I think about it in like my cute little squishmallow. It's like, oh yeah, you're a cute and adorable. Like very similarly to how making vet appointments for my dog is like a yes. Yep. Uh-huh. We're doing that. Right. Um, so 
yeah, again, I had that really resourceful, creative thought that just popped into my brain thinking about what if it's supposed to be easy? What if it were actually meant to be easy? So it's not um, a, a tool to invalidate you or be like, yeah, you shouldn't be feeling like it's hard. It's not that at all. It's a tool for creative problem solving and for um, accessing a different neural network, right? accessing a different part of your brain that maybe feels more ease or more expansion and then right asking like okay what happens then what happens next and also another way that all of this ties in into a really important experience right I have so many clients that um, maybe they're making right they're working with me and they're making changes in their lives and they kind of come to me with a feeling like oh fuck <laughs> I am just going to slip right back to where I was, right? Like, okay, this is working for now, but any minute now, I'm going to go right back to my default or my old pattern or this old behavior or whatever else. And, you know, the fear, right? The fear and the worry and the concern that they carry there. And so, right, we have to think, again, thinking about it in neural networks, right? This sort of... um cascade effect, the butterfly effect um, that happens when we think in a certain light, right? Oh, if I think like, oh, this thing is going to be really hard, I'm going to kind of subconsciously make it hard, (laughs) right? Like if I'm already thinking it's going to be hard, I'm not thinking in a way to make it easy. I'm thinking like, oh, this is hard. So it's meant to be hard. So it is hard. Um, And I'm not thinking in like creative problem solving mode or like, what if it were meant to be easy? And so this same exact principle is true for when we are making changes in our lives. This neuroplasticity principle and the the neuroplasticity change that we're talking about here is leaning into the belief that you are different, that your life is different, that your brain is different, that the knowledge that you now have about yourself is different, that you have changed, right? Leaning into that belief. And with that comes, you know, the self-celebration of the things that you are doing differently and, right, like not having hesitancy about celebrating those things that you're doing, like fully embodying celebration in your wins here. Because when we hold that belief of like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so worried any minute I'm going to fall back into this old pattern, what are we doing? We're thinking about the old pattern. We're literally thinking about the old beliefs, the old ways of being. We're activating those neural networks versus when we are celebrating our wins, right? We are noticing all the ways that we are different, all of the ways that we have changed, all the ways that we have grown. All of that activates the new pathways, the new neural networks, and it reinforces them because the neurons that fire together, wire together, and the more we habituate processes, the more default they become. And so, right, the more often we engage in old neural networks, um, the more we're going to be in those old default um, neural networks. And, you know, most of my clients, we talk about change and new neural networks and how to get there is by leaning into feeling differently, like holding on to the belief that things are different, that you are different, that you have changed, that you have grown. So just remember, if you're trying something new, if you're doing something new and it's feeling really great and you're like, wow, this feels really nice and really wonderful, like lean into the belief that things are different, that things have changed. Lean into that. Give it space to grow. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, because I've leaned into this belief, I'm doing it forever. 
but it probably means that even if this this new thing doesn't work for you or the novelty wears off, you're still going to be in a place of resourcefulness and expansive problem solving and compassionate curiosity instead of shame, fear, concern, worry. Um, that's going to take us to a place that's not as resourceful or um, filled with ideas or insights or inspiration or problem solving. Okay, so kind of disparate ideas that I've connected together because they feel very similar um, to my brain, <laughs> my brain's pattern um, and connection uh, capabilities. So anyway, these are these are both subjects that I've talked with my clients about this week. So I feel very inspired by them. Um, I feel really excited by them. And I'm very grateful to be able to share it with you on this podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you this gave you some idea nuggets. And just remember neuroplasticity, right? We habituate, um, we habituate processes. We habituate brain processes. So the neurons that fire together, wire together. And so if you want to make a change, we need to think differently. We need to think um, think differently. And so if you're in this kind of place that's feeling like, oh my gosh, everything is so hard. <laughs> this feels so hard. This feels impossible. Ask yourself the question like, wait, wait, wait. What if it's actually meant to be easy? What if it's supposed to be easy? And see where your brain takes you. Trust your brain. Your brain is so wise. Your brain is intelligent. There is wisdom in your resistance and um, knowledge to be learned in your resistance. So thank you again for listening. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.